Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman splaining with me, David Yoder, and my uninformed friend, Dennis St. John. I feel like lately being older, it's been an experiment too to be like, okay, how many gray hairs do I see like <laughs> coming out of? Yeah, it's the, all the gray face. for me. It's pure. It's just like it's I not even snow. It's like I mean, it's not even gray. It's just white. I like your gray, Dennis. I think it looks dignified. You look mature. It's good. I mean, not that I want to like go white or gray or bald or anything, but I just feel like I'm still just like fat kid or something like, <laughs> look at myself in the mirror i mean you know whatever slows the aging process so. yeah. speaking of being a kid at heart nothing like being a kid to read some superman comics and that's what i did this week like i do often <laughs> i'm david yoder i'm here to tell you about some superman comics who who am i talking to i'm dennis st john and i'm here to be superman splained too yeah, I'll tell you all about him. I had a text today from a friend who just kind of out of nowhere asked me, who's the first superhero? And I was like... And you said Batman. Uh, you know, I do this <laughs> podcast about... <laughs> it's called Supermansplaining. Let me Supermansplain the history of superheroes to you. You just sent them a link to the podcast? You didn't <laughs> like reply otherwise? Okay, well, in addition to me telling you about uh, Superman comics from September of 1992 this time around... I also have some trivia questions for you for each of these comics. And you get five points for a correct answer without any options. You know, if you just guess correctly, because you, maybe you are knowledgeable about Superman. You know, it seems like sometimes you are. And then you get two points if you get the answer with the choice. And the bonus question is double that point value system. That all makes sense. And... <laughs> Every 50 points that you get, you get to pick a Superman comic to tell me about, which I think only one or two of those I've actually read them myself. And currently you're at 213 points, Dennis. Wow. So here's your, here's your first question for Superman Man of Steel number 15. What does Satanus call the new demonic form of Foswell in Superman Man of Steel 15? Foz Demon. Yeah, that's what uh, we were talking about last time, and that's what I came up with. Oh. But we'll see what the choices are. Oh, no. I guess the fact that I'm giving you the choices is maybe a hint. A, Foz Demon, B, Foz Goyle, or C, Foz Dick. So I think you have a pretty good... Okay, well, Foz Dick is his nickname he already has. You've made it pretty maybe, clear Foz Demon Maybe Satanus the... knows him well, and that's why he's calling him Foz Dick. What was the third one, or the middle one, Foz Goyle? Foz Goyle. All right, Foz Goyle it is. Yeah, like Gargoyle, but... Oh, I was Foz thinking like Goyle. how Bugs Bunny says girls. Goyle. <laughs> Foz Goyle. Hey, Foz Goyle. Well, that's... That, whatever. Either way, you got to the right answer, whatever the logic was. Okay, so it's Superman Man of Steel number 15. It's the Blaze Satanist War Rages On... Or Sanctuary. And Luis Simonson does story. Carrie Gamble and Keith Giffen are on pencils. 
and Dennis Yonke and Trevor Scott are on inks. I looked through these images you sent, and these are great inks. These are very, this is a very nice inking job. I think most of the images I sent were Keith Giffen. They didn't break down specifically, but like the more abstract and wild drawings are definitely Keith Giffen, whereas the more like straightforward stuff I'm assuming is Carrie Gamble. And I think I even left off last time saying like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing this like other dimension with uh, John Bogdanov doing the art because like I like his art and I was looking forward to him doing the inside, but he he doesn't, but he does do the cover and the cover says that it's after Ditko and the comic, uh. in, it doesn't say like what specific Ditko image. I thought it was like a Doctor Strange image, but I couldn't find like the image that it was referencing. And then according to someone online from what I found Googling, uh, it's an homage to Amazing Spider-Man Annual number two, page one. Oh, <laughs> weird. Find that page. So <laughs> It does look like a Ditko, like all those fingers, everybody's splailing out. Yeah. The... And it's totally how he draws like weird dimensions. Yeah. Super enjoy. Yeah. I always enjoy a good like crazy dimension, you know? To start off, the first thing I noted was just that Blaze uses uh, Blaze is the sister demon that's like sucked everyone from news time into this other dimension. Satanus is her brother who is helping Superman fight these de- hordes of demons that she has. And he's the one with the Magneto helmet. Yes, that's a good way to remember. Yes. But so Blaze uses uh, some creepy imagery of Jerry White in this church called blazes which was a a church that was turned into a nightclub that blaze from hell like ran and then also that's where like it led to jerry's white's death that's how he died anyway that's all to lure alice and perry white into the church blaze makes them and the church disappear into the other dimension as well so it's like everyone in metropolis like just saw one building disappear and i don't know if i shared that image but it it is kind of interesting just to see there's a city block empty there and like you can see like taking down to the the pipes and everything yeah but like it's just like oh okay it's all gone while superman is in this other dimension with everyone else he can't really use his powers even though sometimes it seems like he's flying around he tries to use his x-ray vision and he just like sees his own like feet from like a different angle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or in the next comic, I think he'll see like from the back of his head repeating, which is kind of like when uh, he was in the time nether dimension in another comic. But I feel uh, like I see Spider-Man's face in some of the, in one of these crazy patterns. The one after seeing Jerry White on the right, after behind Satanus's cape, there's Spider-Man's eye and a bunch of webbing. Oh, I can kind of see how you see that. I think it's just, I think that's just supposed to be background imagery, but yeah. Yeah, there's some like cool imagery in this nether world, wherever they are, even though it's not, you know, the artist I was hoping for, like I said, just, I think you've given a good choice for like, just really abstract and yeah. like push to like extremes, like the, de- even the hordes of demons. I think like, it's just like automatic drawing is what it looks like he doesn't hesitate over it. it's just like it just comes out and like it looks really good i think yeah these are these are fun Most pages yeah i really like i really like the one image where it's like a silhouette of superman where all the 
demons are coming in and they're like even the shadowy shapes from outside of superman they don't make sense but like it looks right you know what i mean like yeah but yeah it, so it was a it was a fun one to read oh and in, in addition to not being able to use his x-ray power he he tries to use his heat vision at one point in time and it's just like blasts like a big like thing of fire and it's like out of control like so it's like you can't you can't do that and like i mentioned in that one image where you saw spider-man's face there's like blaze has thousands of demons at her command and when superman like punches them they're smashed when they break apart it's like more demons grow out of the parts that they were broken into so oh, it's nice. like how do you beat these guys as as i mentioned perry and alice they show up in this church they see all this stuff going on it's really weird perry rings the church's bell to get the attention of lois jimmy and the others in the news time building so that they can go to their building for safety but then of course the demons also hear the bell ringing Not satanus for whom the bell tolls the bell tolls for Fosgoyle. Uh, <laughs> and Satanus still wants to kill Fosgoyle to send everyone else home. And Superman still won't let him. And it ends with Blaze saying that, like, for that reason, like, she's, like, in control of Superman, I guess. Because he won't. Okay, whatever. Anyway, that's how that one <laughs> ends. In that page you sent me with the silhouette Superman, on the top tier, on the right panel, the way it's colored, it looks like Lois's foot becomes like a splash of liquid. It's a gross image if you look at it that way. It's like her stepping in a puddle, but the puddle's made of her own flesh or something. Yeah, it's all flesh color. I assumed it to be like something organic, a little demon that she's like smashing with her foot or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's it, and it's weird. And it's like some of that with the Keith Gif, Giffen art. It's like. Okay, I don't know what's going on here, but I like it sort of thing, you know, yeah. like and I imagine that would have made it hard for inkers and colors to be like, okay, we're just gonna do our best to figure out what's happening. Alright, so your next question is for Superman number seventy one. Who does Satanus become in his human form in Superman seventy one? He becomes uh Jerry White. That's one of the choices and the fact that I'll give you these other choices maybe <laughs> will give you a hint. So, A, Colin Thornton, that's the editor of Newstime. B, Lex Luthor 2, or C, Jerry White. Uh, I'll say it's I... Colin Thornton. Yes, and that is who is Blaze. For some reason, this, he had to, and I don't know if you remember what he looked like. Nope. Um, <laughs> Good, dude. Tell me this, who he was. <laughs> But he looks, he's uh. got a goatee and he's got like Reed Richards hair and he kind of looks like an evil magician or something yeah. like he, who, the, who you would think a, the devil in human form would look like most stereotypically sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, I never would have guessed the guy who looks like Satan to be Satanus. He also looks like if Reed Richards was in the Star Trek mirror universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I came up with a new jump to it, too. It's like, in my mind, it's like why isn't it jerry white that would be kind of interesting to see like where we go because i don't know what they're doing with the jerry white stuff yeah like that they've done already and that they continue to do as we'll mention in this one um it's superman 71 it's the blaze satanist war is over or evil's pawn so this is the last of the blaze satanist war dan jurgens does story and drawings 
and Brett Breeding is on finished inks. The credit said drawings, and to me, I'm just like, that seems like too juvenile of like a phrasing <laughs> to not say like pencils. But there is a very cool double page spread in the beginning of Superman fighting a bunch of demons and some of them like smaller demons. Yeah, I mean, the, the art style change between uh, different comics is like jarring to go from what I was just looking at to this. Yeah, this is more uh, standard looking Superman art. Yeah. And you can tell like, you know, like I don't like to criticize other artists really, but like you can tell like the the different dimension stuff is not their forte. Like Right. But how to do deal you see with that? these other dimensions is like, uh, I don't know. But there's that giant worm demon like behind Satanus. I don't know if you see that. That looks yeah. really strange. But it's also it's like yeah, them trying to do the strange stuff, it, it, you can tell it's like out of the wheelhouse for sure. So S- Satanus is still trying to convince Superman to kill Fosgoyle. Meanwhile, Blaze uses the demons to go after everyone in the church. Superman gets caught in this weird, sticky web like goo, like on the cover. And he asks Satanus, like, what is this stuff made of? And he doesn't get an answer. <laughs> just like okay uh gross (laughs) Belgramite was over here or something (laughs) that sound effect also splorch oh i didn't (laughs) notice that uh so blaze merges all the tiny demons into one giant demon to attack the church there's like little demons sticking out of various parts of the body do you see that Ah, yeah it looks like um, Bordoom. Aha, I have in my notes, Bordoom. See if Dennis brings it up. So, yeah, there's a... Uh... Oh, you, you get a point then. <laughs> well, I wanted to mention it if you did it. I just, like, wondered if the imagery would cue that to you. Yeah, so a comic I drew while at CCS, the Center for Cartoon Studies, for the Golden Age Comics Project. I was in a group that did horror comics, and Dennis is very much a horror comics person. I am not. And I think I was given the name of the character to work with, like to create my story. And the name is, of the thing was Bore Doom. And I don't, my, this story was crazy. I mean, it's like, it fits in like a golden age type thing, but it's instead of like a guy Frankensteining like one person, like he makes a giant out of a bunch of corpses that like, they're all just like make a giant shape of like a monster from like um, old time monster comics with, the uh, bathing suit area covered as well, even though it would just be more. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you, know, you got to have figures. that underwear. Right. But in my story, cause like, I couldn't not be silly. It's that they have to make a, a wife for Bordoom to subdue him. And there, I think I had a line about a tragic, like train crash with like all the rockets or something. And so that's what they make the bride yeah, of Bordoom. The bride of Bordoom. Of. Yeah. And then it ends um, on a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah, if they have a baby or not, it's very absurd. Um, Son of Boy Doom. It's a fun one. So that's what that's what I thought of reading this as well. So it's good that we're on the same page with that. So speaking of children, Blaze really torments Alice and Perry White about their dead son. Uh, she tells Perry that there's no true genetic connection for him to Jerry White. He already and, knew that, right? Yeah, it's just like really rubbing in like alice was not faithful to him and like she keeps conjuring up his imagery in front of them like their son is dead and it doesn't seem like they ever like get to connect with their actual like 
dead son who is in hell as far as <laughs> you know we i can tell these dc superman creators will not let this go you know it's like it's like nope we got to keep reminding you about this you've been cucked <laughs> yeah by by lex luther that's i just <laughs> it yeah anyway another confusing thing for some reason the bells in the church when the superman starts ringing the bell and that gives satanus the ability to like attack blaze really late into her and so she then attacks superman and then is like attacks perry and why then does perry what's the connection the between the bell and powers i don't know it just gives them the ability to focus or i i i, I sounds... read this comic i swear but like i don't feel like it conveyed it Sounds a lot like uh, Vampire in Brooklyn, where there's just like random new vampire mythos that's never explained, right? Yeah, it's like it's a plot device that makes sense to the creators, but is not explained to the reader or viewer. But Perry is able to ring the bell in honor of his dead song, and everyone except for Blaze and Superman go back to Earth as like I tried, and also like I couldn't really tell what happened to Blaze. It's just seemed like Blaze and Superman were tussling in a fight. And when they go back to uh, Metropolis, Foswell goes back to being human, and then he runs off afraid from Satanus, and then Satanus turns into Colin Thornton, and it's like no one knows his, his secret that he's, uh, you know. That's so weird so. that there's just a news editor that, or whatever his job is, I already forget. That's like Yeah, he's a mag- news magazine editor. Like, But also, I'm Satan. And I have epic cause, or epic battles with my demonic sister who runs a nightclub out of a church with her name yeah so there's this old horror movie it's not that old i guess it's from i think the 70s but it's called a bell from hell and i feel like that would have been a good title for this issue yeah ring in the church bell i thought maybe we were going to give me some more info about that horror movie but i ve- i need to rewatch it to give more oh. info but it does involve somebody i think gets murdered inside a bell in in a church or there's a twist like that. There's something like that. Something crazy. Murdered inside a bell. Wow. Yeah, they're like hung inside the bell. And then the ringing of the bell is like what kills them or something crazy like that. Just like the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie or Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> the church bell climax. All right. Okay. The next question is about Adventures of Superman 494. And uh, your question is, who is this cosmic being that shows Superman alternate versions of his life in this in this comic? Oh, is that what happens? And that's also why I covered up part of that's where her name. Is. Oh, uh, her name is. I tried to make sure to not include it in the images I sent you to, but yeah. And honestly, I didn't read them. I just looked at the pictures. Oh, good. As you should. <laughs> it's my job to read the comics, not yours. <laughs> What happened is I was looking at them on my laptop and the screen was just too small to read anything and I was like, nah, just gonna look at pictures. What is her name? It's um uh the Phantom Um Fairy. I don't know. I like that name. It's not one of the choices, but here's your choices. Is it A Kismet, B Cosmosa, or C Clarencia? <laughs> and let me again maybe <laughs> So she shows Superman alternate versions of his life in adventures. And so it's kind of like it's a wonderful Superman life. And so 
Clarencia is like anyway kismet (laughs) cosmosa or Clarence, which one do you think I came up with? And I then think which you one came is up the with Clarencia, which I like. Uh, <laughs> Cosmosia is that the the middle one? Yeah, that's the middle one. Is that where you're picking? <laughs> that's what I'm going for. Because she's got like cosmic background stuff going on. It's the first one, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's Kismet because uh, she's like dealing with fate and talking about Superman's fate and whatnot. So, yeah. like another word for fate is Kismet. I've always heard kismet connected with like romance, I guess, but I don't really know what that word is very, very well now that you're bringing mean, it up. I mean, I think that works either way, maybe. Is it a, what is the origin of that word, kismet? Destiny or fate? Oh, now I have to th- find the origin. Early 19th century from Turkish, from Arabic kisma, oh. spelled with a Q, I-S-M-A, division, portion, lot, from K, her. Kasama, Q A S A M A, to divide. All so. right, there you go. I would have guessed it was like Yiddish or something, but mm-hmm. Turkish. Okay. So, like I said, this is Adventures of Superman four ninety four. Kismet is the title, or Kismet: The Road Not Taken. So I couldn't really get into that before the question. And Tom Grummet is the penciler. Doug Hazelwood is the inker. And Jerry Ordway is the writer. And like I've already mentioned, this is kind of like It's a Wonderful Life, looking at various points of Superman's history and imagining what could have been, thanks to this cosmic space lady, Kismet. And Superman is just floating in space with her or in her or inside of her or whatever. Like, it's, you know, she is space, but then she can, like, change her shape and stuff. But she still has space inside of her. Kind of like, I don't know if you saw, uh, it was maybe season three or four of Rick and Morty. There was like, I think Gillian Jacobs played this like superhero character that like was like made up of planets and stuff. Like that's kind of what makes me think of. Ah, but she's also kind of close to like Spectre. Like uh, Superman calls that out as well and stuff. You know. Yeah, she kind of she does look a lot like a lady Spectre. Yeah, she's got a cape, but it doesn't seem like she has any other clothes. <laughs> um, so. Uh, the first thing that Superman gets shown is the space shuttle crash where he saved Lois. But this time, instead, the, the the crash happens and he doesn't do anything to stop it. So we just see a giant explosion. That's and, sad. Uh, Sorry, I just thought of the idea of, like, if you're, like, a cosmic naked lady. And then, like, he's like, what if you're, like, oh, those, those aren't areolas. Those are galaxies. <laughs> That's how I would have drawn it. That's why I can't draw superheroes. <laughs> Well, but if you made it look enough like galaxies and not like nipples, maybe you could get away with it and stuff, you know. Get past the comics code. That's right. Um, Gotta figure out ways to get past this comics code. Yeah. Well, let's not divulge too deep into that because try to keep this podcast somewhat PG. For, PG. Oh, um, listen. Gather the children around. Listen to me talk about Superman. <laughs> uh, you know, in the meaning of life, there's that like. Uh, yeah. Monty Python, the moon yeah, life, yeah, the cosmic birth scene, you know. Oh yeah. Um. Well, we're down this rabbit hole anyway. <laughs> I remember that's one of those movies that like I rented for like a birthday sleepover with friends, and like we watched like, and like there's nudity in that movie. And, like, uh, I remember the the man the criminal that it's Graham Chapman. He gets to choose his own death, yeah. <laughs> and so he gets like chased off a cliff 
by like all these like topless women running after him and i think we watched that scene more than once anyway moving on (laughs) to the next part of the story so the next thing superman gets to see is that what if he hadn't killed zod and those other kryptonians on that alternate earth uh and it turns out they would have just killed him you know so he did the right thing probably there you know as far as as far as we're being presented here and then for some reason we get to cover the drunk driving psa accident again and like a full page and a half of that where i'm just like that story was so bad (laughs) like that was like maybe the second episode or you know of doing this like that one was so bad i almost like wasn't sure if this was worth like (laughs) doing you know there's been highs and lows for sure but Anyway, that was not a good thing to bring up for me. And Kismet suggests to Superman that he may not have gotten, you know, the moral lesson out of that event in his life if, like, he had done the right thing and, like, called his parents to drive them home, you know. Oh, he needs, a, he needs a tragedy and a life destroyed to, like, mm-hmm. yeah, great. Good for that guy. Good for that guy to be in a coma for so many years and then die. Yeah, and it's it's not clear to me like what Kismet is trying to like convey to Superman with these moral lessons. And even Superman seems kind of confused. He's wondering with all this like adventures with demons and in that netherworld if he's like he's thinking like am I still under the influence of Blaze or Satanus because one of them was saying like do this for this reason. No, don't do this for this reason. He had to like basically side with one or the it's like an angel or a demon on your shoulder but it's like a demon or a demon. <laughs> sort of scenario you know yeah um so he's wondering if those around him that he's close to are in danger and so that leads down getting to see lois in danger being pregnant with clark's baby again like in one of the annuals that we covered way back when um so they just like to like hit the same beats over and over sometimes and with that (laughs) Uh, the last vision that Kismet shows him is like if he went all power mad trying to make things better and like embraced his Kryptonian like nature or whatever and like kind of lost his human essence. Uh, so we get we get and to then see that would be a video game called Injustice and people would really like it, but I would have no interest in it at all. Injustice or the vision that Batman has in Zack Snyder's uh, oh, right. yeah. version. Um yeah, we get to see him kill all the Justice League in a slash page, which I I guess there seems like there's people that want to see that. But then we also get that old uh, tried and true chestnut of him talking to the UN and then also getting rid of nuclear weapons in space, like <laughs> literally like two panels after each other. But there's a little bit of a new spin on it that it ends on him turning Earth into Krypton, like building a new Kandor and like him and Lois and like Kryptonian garb at the end. So uh, that's the last vision. And then Superman gets blasted back to earth with that knowledge of something or other. And there's a car with a family that almost gets into an accident with a high speed police chase. And he saves the family car and stops the, the criminal speeding away by using his heat vision on the tires. But the family in that car, I didn't notice until I was like getting the preview image it's totally like Calvin and Hobbes, oh, like drawn yeah. in Dan Jurgen style. Like the dad even calls him Cal, and like he's got the stuffed tiger and he's got red t-shirt and blonde hair. It was so like far removed from it. I really didn't catch it the first time, so that was interesting to me too. Interesting. 
Um, That's a very weird looking tiger. It's got a super long forehead? Or am I like looking at that wrong? I feel like it kind of looks like how Bill Watterson draws Hobbs when he's a stuffed animal in the stuffed animal form. Doesn't the head look really long to you? Yeah, but I think that's what... I think that's... Now you're making me doubt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked that up. I, I'm just super distracted by that weird tiger. But. Oh, I googled Hobbs stuffed animal, and then I just get, like, images of uh, people's off-brand... Here we go, though. Let me show you this real quick. See, that's what... I mean, I don't think that's even a Watterson drawing, but, like, that's, you know... Right. Anyway. Moving on. All right, we're on the last one. So it's uh, Superman in Action Comics 681. Who gets to take over running the new Star Labs in this comic? Uh, Star Labs is up and running. Lex Luthor Jr. That's one of the choices, and you're you're doing good at eliminating the choices this time around. Uh, not getting the points for the blind guess, but so your other choices are Doctor Kitty Faulkner or Emil Hamilton. Oh well, it would be a twist if it was Hamilton because you said it like as if I'm supposed as if Hamilton's not taking over, right? That's who you would think it would be, but he's also like had a lot of issues. Yeah, you know. he's got some problems, I guess. Uh, so I'll say the the. First choice, Kitty. Okay, it is Dr. Kitty Faulkner, and do you know who that is? No idea. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either, but apparently Lois Lane knows who that is, that they're friends, that they go back. But it's this character on the cover, it's the uh, whatever secret identity of Rampage, uh, this orange bodybuilder character with the mohawk. She this in her- comic, this cover is like the most like, wow, you really can't escape image influence. Or, or like you know Jim Lee influence well this cover is done by one Art Thurbert or Thebert who often I think would sometimes I don't know if he'd ink Jim Lee but it seems like he would be like the go-to like fill-in artist for like an X-Men comic to like try to ape a Jim Lee style yeah and stuff. it's very very strongly Jim Lee inspired um, yeah and I so it's interesting to talk about the art uh, this is Superman in action comic 681 on another rampage or odds and endings. I don't know what it's endings for, but it's uh, Roger Stern is the writer Jackson juice and Dennis Rodier are the artists. And I looked up online how to pronounce those names. So maybe I won't stumble over them in the future, <laughs> at least according to like, you know, those robots telling you how to pronounce things, but um, Rodier Rodier. Something like that. Rodier. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but the the main like penciler artist, Jackson Geist Juice, dang it. Um, he's like, does like the more naturalistic and looking like from reference drawings. I don't think he's done a cover yet for the action comics. So that's kind of interesting to me. But uh, I do have some more to say about the artwork later here too. So in this issue, Hell Grammy is back and he's going after that one Lex 2 business guy that hired him to kill Lex 2, uh, Markham, who Lex 2 has some dirt on him. And Hell Grammy wants some more money. He, he said the price has doubled now for this hit that, you know, he's put out on him. And I guess also it took, he says it's taken him like months to grow back the portion of his tail that Superman ripped off. If you remember that, 
Uh, I don't, but that's great. Yeah. He got in the... They were on a, a boat with Lex, I think, and Helgrammite attacked, and Superman got Helgrammite's, like, uh, webbing, like, right in his face, and it was pretty gross, kind of like the webbing in the that other comic that we covered. But Helgrammite's looking for something to help him in the future. So he's going to end up attacking star labs just to explain why he shows up there later. Something I didn't mention in the previous comics was that in those issues, Jimmy kept asking Lois about like where Clark was while they were in the other dimension with the demons. And Lois would just say things like, Oh, he can take care of himself or whatever. Like, you know, cause I guess they knew the, Clark got pulled in and then well, Superman in theory, shows up. it was like Clark, Lois and Jimmy were all going to check out the, stuff going on at news time but when i read it initially i thought it was just lois and jimmy going to check it out and like superman as superman went to check it out not clark kent as clark kent um so uh they i guess that he he went separately than jimmy and lois and since they're back now jimmy's still asking about like what about clark i haven't seen him you know since we've been or even when we were in the other dimension. So Superman has to do like a quick change around the corner and he wraps his ankle and he tells Jimmy that like he sprained his ankle before he even ever got in the building um, <laughs> as like his cover for like why he wasn't there as Clark. And he even puts a stone in his shoe. Not that it actually bothers him cause he's Superman, but just to be a reminder to limp on that side of his <laughs> foot and supergirl sees superman lying to his good friend jimmy olsen and she knows his secret and she's like oh that's how he's able to keep that secret <laughs> putting rocks in his shoes and such yeah you know normal things speaking of supergirl she flies off to lex 2 and apologizes for like jumping out of the plane while they're on the way to japan and meets him up instead in hawaii for a vacation there instead of japan that happens and there's a scene of at the daily planet of perry white dictating this demon story to clark as lois is like comforting alice and so he's like telling him about you know writing the stuff about demons and being in this other dimension <laughs> and the city editor whose name is darnell walks in and says he doesn't think they should run this story since you know they just ran a story the other day about vampires <laughs> and uh we don't see Darnell's face, and I tried looking him up on like the DC Wiki and stuff, and I don't know who he is or if he's supposed to be important. But I thought it was a little funny moment. I did like the drawing of Superman, or not Superman, like he's just Clark there, but uh, Clark and Lois as they're about to leave in the doorway. Yeah, that um, drawing stood out to me just because Lois is doing such like a pose for it. Yeah, it's like from a fashion magazine yeah. or something almost. <laughs> Like, is she posing for, for Jimmy there? Like, don't talk to me, Jimmy. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, the, like, the one turned shoulder. Um, well, anyway, Superman goes to talk to Maggie Sawyer about the demon adventures. And then also they get on the topic of Hell Grammite. And apparently Batman had fought with him previously alongside the creeper in the brave and the bold number 80, which is, no, you got to pick that like, up. No, <laughs> <laughs> but like she has like a case file where there's like a photograph of like 
held Gramite in like handcuffs. Batman's like walking him into custody or something. Oh, they caught Batman on camera. Yeah. You don't think that happens? I don't know. It depends on the Batman mythos, whether there's ever been photos of him or not, right? True. So Lois goes to meet up with uh, Kitty, who that's, that's Lois and Kitty there, that they're friends apparently, and she's in charge of Star Labs. She's kind there's like a weird thing of like, if you see that construction worker checking out Lois <laughs> there, but then there seems to be like equal opportunity eye gazing going on between Kitty or at Kitty and Lois. And then with them at the male construction workers that are doing this work at Star Labs, it's kind of, it's happening. And then I guess Lois is old friends with Kitty. Okay. And like I said, she's able to turn into Rampage. It's kind of like a Hulk-like transformation okay. sort of thing. I think Rampage is one of those characters that does not stick in my brain. Because every time I see her, I'm just like, oh, she's probably like Mongol's sister, right? And I think I've, we've talked about this multiple times. Where yeah. I'm like, that's, yeah, that's like, uh, she's like the same race as Mongol, right? <laughs> Apparently that not. Be, I mean, they're both orange, right? And so anyway, talking about Jackson Juice's art, I've, I've criticized it before, talking about how to seems kind of stiff and too referenced to me but i did want to point out some nice art in this one the i really like the panel of lois talking about rampage's backstory and like where the flashback of about rampage it's kind of hard to see but it's like a color hold behind her if you see that one panel i see it and then there's also a nice uh he's i feel like he does a really good job of like spotting shadows and stuff like the one is superman flying like he's mostly in shadows and superman doesn't look evil there it just looks like nice like drop shadow and when he's flying there it's because after lois talks to kitty working late at night at star labs hellgramite attacks and so kitty goes into a room and turns into rampage and starts fighting hellgramite and then superman hears about it on police scan or whatever and then shows up to help rampage and i still think the art's a little bit stiff but the there is an action sequence that works well and it's pretty fun where superman grabs hell Gramite by the base of his tail this time not the tip where it broke off last time but um he kind of winds <laughs> him up and lesson. then throws him at rampage and rampage she punches him and does like a baseball announcer thing and like he goes flying and he's knocked out unconscious and so she puts him in a container unit right away and tells Superman to keep Rampage out of the news story or what, the police when they show up or whatever. Oh, also, Parasite is being kept at Star Labs again. So we'll see if that is a good idea or not later on, maybe, <laughs> like, in a future episode. But that's all. Oh, and I think maybe in this one I included... The, this is, like, an ad I remember seeing, but, like, it's very confusing to me. It's a very... It's a close-up of a cow's head... I'm looking at it. it it's uh, the, startling to clip, clip through the images and then see this like <laughs> giant cow head. Yeah. Well, I guess they're just numbered. I don't explain what they are in the description. But, but yeah, it says even the farm animals know something's coming. And it's for Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, which I've never played. I've played some other Final Fantasy games. I guess cows are important in that game, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe. I don't know what Yeah, the message they're trying to get across. Like. But Everybody knows of, about this, even farm animals. Yeah, I was wondering if you knew anything more than I did, but I guess... Nah. But speaking of video games, your bonus question this time is, 
what wrestling video game ad is on the back cover of all four Superman comics? Uh, it's uh, I don't know if it's one we've gotten before or not because I just I can't remember. Yeah, it's WCW Royal Brawl. Ooh, Royal is a word in one of these choices. So uh, Royal Rumble. That is one of the options. Let me read the other options to you. Uh, WWF WrestleMania Challenge or WWF WrestleMania Steel Cage Challenge or WWF Royal Rumble. Okay, so it's definitely WWF, which WWF had to change their name because of the worldwide the the World Wildlife Federation. Yeah, yeah, because it's the same acronym. Yeah. Uh, Um. It will let you know that uh, these are all, I think they're all, well, the one that's on the back is an LGN, LJN game with the rainbow logo, but I think they uh, all are the choices I picked. It's uh, the middle one. Steel B. Cage Challenge? Yeah, Steel Cage Challenge. That is right. That's what it's. Uh, Whoa. All right. The Rage of the Cage. <laughs> Not Nicholas Cage, yeah. but the Steel Cage. So you got that one. So let me. I got to add up your points. I think you got all but one right. All right. Yeah, I didn't get Kismet. I guess right, she was so. Cosmosis or something. So you got six plus four, ten more points. So you're at 223, creeping up to the next time you can read a Superman comic. All right. I'm almost halfway there. All right, I threw a bunch of trivia at you. Do you have a Superman trivia for me, or are we not doing that anymore? Or? I did okay. it last time, right? Or two times ago? I, I forgot this. I do it when I remember. It's. I feel like it's It's surprisingly harder than I thought to just pull random Superman trivia. Like, it takes, like, a good amount of time for me to, like, find something interesting. Because it can't just be, like, what issue did Jimmy Olsen appear in? Like, that's not interesting. I have to, like, find something, like... Or pick some obscure thing out of a Superman comic that you read and then come up with dumb alternate choices that aren't the right choice for <laughs> me to try to figure out which one's the right choice. I mean, you've, you put, yes, Who you would put do a that? lot more effort in it than I do. But it's your podcast. You're the Superman Um I am. I'm just along and, for the ride. And I'll tweet a, a Superman Splainin' at you on the Twitter, uh, Awesome Yoder. And I used to draw comics, but now I just read dumb uh, Superman comics. No, I. <laughs> uh, but Dennis draws comics and does other things on the internet. Where, where are you doing things on the internet? Yeah, Dennis? well, my name is Dennis St. John, and you can find me online at Dennis Comics. That's Dennis with one N, comics with an X. That's my Twitter, my Instagram, my dot com. Uh, my Patreon is Dennis St. John, D E N I S S T J O H N, where you can find my monster comics and random art and stuff. Yeah. All right. Why don't you ever say it's Dennis? It's like Denise, like my sister's name, but without the second E at the end. Because <laughs> that's how I remember how to spell your name. <laughs> well, that's not how I remember to spell my name. Oh, it's, uh, it's not? No, I don't like it being about- brought up how similar my name is to Denise because I get Denise a lot in emails. I uh, could see I that people happening. thinking they're talking to a lady. But you don't think of my sister when you think of your own name, and then be like, I just have to drop that E, and then I'll remember that that's my name. No, I don't. I mean, you know, I have a half-sister named Denise uh, also, so I don't I don't think of your sister when I think of that name. I... Well, be like Dennis 
and listen to our podcast and come back next time. Don't be like Denise, either of her sisters, who I'm sure don't listen to this podcast. So we'll <laughs> see you next time, you Lex losers.